All right, everyone, welcome to the Monday, June 28th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. That is not Big Marcel over there. That is Mr. Tom Taylor filling in the hot seat for Marcel today. Marcel's a little busy. Tom, really appreciate you uh, joining me today, man. Thanks so much. How's everything with you, man? Obviously, you know, you're not working at PJ anymore, but I know you're busy as hell, man, still with uh, South China. I think you're still with Bleacher Report, obviously, uh, Maxim. You're, you're everywhere, Tom. Tell me what's going on with you, man. I mean, you summed it up pretty well there. I've just got my eggs in a bunch of different baskets these days. Uh, doing a lot for Bleacher Report, as you said. Maxim here and there. SCMP every now and then. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's keeping me busy. It's keeping me uh, connected to this sport that we both love. Um, it's been yeah. great. Yeah, and I know that you've, man, you've had some pretty big uh, guests, I guess you could say, recently. Like, you talked to John Jones. You talked to Dana White. I don't know if you want to reveal who you just talked to, but if you want to reveal it, you can. But you talked to someone else who's pretty special too. I did, yeah. I yeah. just just moments ago wrapped with uh, one George St. Pierre, who fight fans may or may not be familiar with. <laughs> um, that was, was awesome, super cool. Yeah, it, was, it was great, man. It was, he's a bucket list interview for me. Yeah. Uh, I've been chasing him for a while, and it was nice to finally make it happen. Yeah, that's awesome, man. You know what's funny, Tom? The first uh, UFC I ever went to was UFC 129. The first uh, one I attended as a media member, and uh, I was still in school. And my my college professor called Steve Key. I used to be the UFC Canada guy. I think he's worked for the Maple Leafs now, and he's like, "Yeah, can yeah, you get my student?" Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like, "Can you get my student in to uh, the press conference?" He's like, "Yeah, we can do that." But he goes, "Don't ask any questions. Let the pros ask the questions." I, this is ten years. This is literally 2011, Tom. So I'm like, "All right, I'm just a student. I don't know what I'm doing." I get there. And, you know, they do the press conference and everyone's there, GSP, Aldo, Hominick, everything, right? As soon as the, the press conference ended, they go, all right, guys, now it's time for a scrum with GSP. And literally, I'm standing beside GSP. That was the first time at a press conference. And George St. Pierre's right there. And I'm like, what's going on? And, again, he said, my, my teacher was like, and I respect the guy. So I was like, he's like, don't ask questions. Just, just listen and, and, you know, soak it in. So I did. But, man, I remember, like, that Neil Davidson guy from the Canadian press was there. He's asking some pretty stupid questions. I was like, man, I, I'm better than these guys. And. 10 years later, Tom, I think I'm killing it. So, man, it was yeah. – um, yeah, man, and so are you, man. But it was it's just crazy, like, you know, how long – both of us have been in this business for a while. Like, when did you start writing? Do you know? I think the first article I ever had published about MMA was in, like, 2012 or something yeah. like that. You're, yeah, so I, think I, I remember – yeah. I came in right after you, and you were one of the first guys that I really connected with in the space, and you were kind of, you know, offering me advice right out of the gate, which was really nice because I didn't know anybody, and I didn't really know what I was doing, but you were always uh, – Always happy to lend an ear or some advice. So, I, you know, I appreciate it to this day, man. Dude, I mean, thanks, man. I, and I, I feel the same way. But I was going to say, like, I remember, like, we talked years ago on uh, on Twitter. Like, years ago. This is way before mm-hmm. we were working together at BJ. Um, where were you working? The first place, Full Contact Fighter? Is that the first one? Yeah. I did a few smaller things for other little blogs here and there. I did one for uh, Top MMA News, if you know them, like the Canadian site. Yep. Um, that was – I interviewed Tim Hag for them. That was that was cool. Uh that was the first article I ever wrote about MMA. And then right after wow. that, somehow that got me the, got the gig with Full Contact Fighter. And then that led to the Vice gig and, and so on and so forth. Is Top MMA News still around? I, I used to go to it every all the, all the time. I don't know. know. I'm not, I th- they may be on some kind of hiatus right now. I'm not okay. sure. But they were they were updating you know fairly recently. I hope they still are because they're a Canadian institution. Yeah. I remember like I used to go there. I used to watch Tom. Like I used to watch like MFC and stuff way back in the day, man. So I, yeah, I would yeah. go to this website all the time, right? I'm checking it out right now. It looks like. They haven't updated till since last summer, which nah, is really, too bad, really too bad. I don't. Do you know was that Don running the website? Was it Big Win or it was uh, Keith Grinky? I think Keith was Grinke. his name. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Sure Anyways, yeah. yeah, we're getting we're getting into this. We're going on a on a tangent here, but I mean, this just it just shows like me and Tom have been around for a long time, and uh, Tom's a guy that means a lot to me in my in my 
personal career. So I, I appreciate you, Tom. Everything Likewise, you did man. Thanks, man. So mutual. yeah, that's really nice, man. So I'm glad you hear that, Tom. And I, I'm getting news. I wanted to get you on today. Talk about UFC. Talk about Bellator. Talk about PFL. Anything you want, man. Anything you uh, got, you know, grinding on your gears, I guess you could say. But let's start with UFC, the the card in the weekend, Tom. UFC Vegas 30 gone and uh, and his opponent here, Volkov, and gone. Pretty, pretty pretty much won a clear decision. It, the strike stats show the fight was technically close, Tom, according to the stats, but it sure didn't seem that way watching it. I thought that he probably won four rounds, I would say, maybe five, like the judges thought, but I thought he looked great. And to me, at this point, like it does look like Gon is ready to fight for that belt, Tom. Like, I'm not sure what else test he has to pass. Does he have to beat a high-level wrestler like like Blades first? Maybe that's the test, but other than that, like... He's proven he can hang and beat the best strikers in the division. He can outpoint them, Tom. He's very good. So I know you're a big fan of this guy too, man. Give me your thoughts on the on the uh, the Frenchman, Mr. Cyril yeah. Well, he's got the he's got the Canada connection too. He was the TKO heavyweight champ before yeah. he made it to the UFC. So you know he's uh, he's an honorary Canadian as far as I'm concerned. But uh, yeah, he looked good. Um, I I'm with you. I thought Volkov did pretty well too. It's a kind of it's a kind of fight where you know Volkov. I don't think he's going to lose all that much ground in defeat. I mean, he's still right there in my opinion. But but Gon looked amazing. Um, it's hard to know what's next for him though, right? Because there's this queue forming for the heavyweight title. Mm -hmm. And as good as, as gone has looked recently, the last two fights, I mean, the Volkov fight was fun. It was certainly better than the Rosenstrike fight, but these aren't like the kind of highlight reel wins that generally yeah. catapult somebody into a title shot. So I feel like, you know, if he had knocked Volkov out or something like that, there would be a little bit more excitement and anticipation with respect to him fighting uh, Francis. But, uh, you know, for the moment, I think he's just going to have to wait in the wings and, and just, uh, you know, hope that he's the guy that gets the call when the dust is settled. Yeah, no, I think you're right, Tom. I don't think he's going to get the next title shot. I don't think sitting and waiting is necessarily a good idea either. I don't really like when fighters sit and wait, Tom. I think it never really pans out for them. Like, mm -hmm. the, the opponent always ends up getting hurt. The fight gets canceled, postponed, et cetera. Like, it never feels like it's a good idea. So he's saying he's he's ready to wait for the title shot, Tom. I just think it's a bad idea. But at the same time, though, he's beaten a lot of contenders. So the only other guys that – go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, what else is there for him beyond the title shot, right? Because Blades is fighting Blades. Rosenstrike. Eight Yeah, I was actually thinking that. You know, that would be a good consolation prize for him. But the the question is always with Stipe is like, is he gonna take that fight? And I, just I don't, don't know if he so. would. I don't think so either, Tom. I think he's he's really adamant he gets that trilogy with Francis. Yeah. But if he doesn't, I think he would take the John Jones fight because it's a big fight. Mm -hmm. I know Gon says he wants to fight John Jones too. I think he's a little bit farther away from that, Tom. I, I'm with you, Tom. I agree completely with you. I think. He is 6-0 now in the UFC. He's 9-0 overall in MMA. I mean, the guy's – he's proven he's one of the top guys, but it's just – it's not about that in MMA. It's not always – in the UFC, I should say. It's not all about who's the best fighter, Tom. What's it about, mm -hmm. Tom? Timing. It's all about timing. It always has been. That's why you see guys get – with, like, losses get title shots sometimes when there's no contenders. And then when there's contenders, the guy might win 10 fights in a row like Leon Edwards. He doesn't get a fight. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I think um, – I think he could fight for the belt, Tom. I think he could do well against Nagano. I think it would be a competitive fight. I don't think it's a blowout. Mm -hmm. um, the, the odds came out. We have it at BJ right now, Tom. Um, one nine, minus 194. Francis, yeah, I saw plus, that. Plus 165 for Gone. Any thoughts on those odds? Like, I'm not I saying it's like wrong. Like, Obviously, he should be favored, Francis. But does it seem a little wide? Or? I don't know. I think that's pretty fair. I mean, pretty I fair? certainly favor Francis in that fight. I, at this point, you just can't possibly – pick against Francis. I mean, it's just, it's a fool's errand. I know yeah. he has these, he still has these gaping holes in his game technically, yeah. Yeah. but it just doesn't seem to matter, man. He just, he, he has the touch of death, you know, and yeah. it's, and it's working. So yeah, it's, he, uh, he does have the touch of death. And I don't, apparently Joe Schilling does. I don't know if you saw that video that was going oh my viral. God. I just watched that five minutes ago, man. 
as a bad. That's a death touch right there, man. He barely yeah. touched the guy with that right hook, man. Right hook uppercut thing. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we don't have enough information about that. But if you guys didn't see it, we have it at BJ Penn. Joe Schilling got into a. I wouldn't say it's a bar fight. It's more like he just knocked this dude out. Like it was. Yeah. That yeah. Guy was it's all gonna. It's all gonna come down to the context, man. Because he said it was self defense. I mean, based on the video <laughs> available, it certainly wasn't. Um, and yep. you know, and then he said something about fuck racist or whatever part of my language or something. No, it's okay. Like you can so swear in here. It's fine. You can swear. Maybe maybe there was a you know a, a racially charged moment before that, in which case you know his actions are probably a little more excusable than we than we you know assume based on the video. Right. But uh, based on the footage available, it really just looks like he just decided to knock this guy out. And yeah. Did. It did look like the guy said something or he like, you could see his left hand move. Like he flinched. Maybe he's trying to faint, fake Joe out or something and throw a faint. Like maybe, or maybe he's like, you're Joe Schilling. I love you, man. I know it could have been, I like Joe as a fighter, but you guys, you know, this is not the first time he's had this. Like when I was looking for an article, Tom, to link to there, Andrew and our website wrote an article last year about him beating up some guy in the shower. I don't know if you remember that story. I think you yeah. were the editor for that one. So, I mean, the guy's yeah. clearly got a few, few screws loose. Anyways, that was just an aside there. But, yeah, I think we talked about gone enough. Now, we got to talk about this guy, Canadian. Uh, he's not an honorary Canadian, Tom. He's actually Canadian. He's about as, as true Canadian as you can get from Bonneville, Alberta, Mr. Tanner Bozier. He promised he was going to win this fight, Tom. He said, I'm going to win this fight. I have to win this fight or I'm going to get cut. He goes out there and knocks out OSP. Some controversy with, like, a fence grab. Sure didn't seem like it to me, Tom. But give me your thoughts on this fight, man. Well, I mean, starting with the fence grab, to me, it did look like his fingers kind of made contact with the fence. But you just have to, I mean, this is going to happen accidentally yeah. sometimes. You know, when you're in the middle of the fray and your you know, limbs are flying everywhere, if your hand is open and it grazes the cage, you know, it may look like a fence grab. I don't think he was really trying to change position or anything with the fence grab. He seems like a great guy and a good sport. Um, I don't, it doesn't strike me as the kind of thing he would do. Um, but I mean, he looked great. He needed a win, like you said on Twitter. You know, he needed a win and he got it. And this guy's been on my radar for for years and years because, uh, actually, because of the Tim Hag connection. They had the two mm. fights back in the day. They they split them a, a win a, a win apiece. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been paying attention to him for a while. It's nice to see him kind of putting it together because I thought he won the Latifi fight as well. Um, so I mean, it seems like you know, granted his his latest good performances have been against light heavyweights, but he's not a big heavyweight himself, so. Yeah, I mean, he's looking great. He's fast. He's slick, and in, in some ways, he's kind of a throwback to that like that amazing era of heavy of the heavyweight division back when you know Junior Junior dos Santos and 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 Cain Velasquez were the were the kings of the division. You know, they were slightly undersized by by the usual standards for the division, but fast and like, agile and smooth. Um, so I love watching him, man. Dude, I like him too. I mean, obviously, you know, he's he he struggled in those last two fights. I don't know if he won the TV fight. I thought he won our last two fights. So. We're kind yeah. of like, I guess, he, let's say he should have won at least one of those two fights. We'll say that, okay? I think that's pretty fair to say. Yeah. But we all know that it doesn't really matter what you think you should have won, Tom. It's all about what's on the on the wins and losses. And had he lost his fights, I think he would have been released. And it would have been harder, I think, for him to get back to the UFC just because there's so many guys who are hungry now. But, yeah, I mean, this guy's been around for a long time, Tom, like you said, in the Canadian regional scene. And looking at his resume right now, I mean, he fought Tim Hague, got knocked out in six seconds back in 2015. That was the only knockout loss he's ever had. Obviously knocked Tim out in the rematch, and then Tim obviously passed away a few years ago. Um, unfortunately, I know you were. I think you were talking about that the other day, like maybe last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually remember when when Tim died. Bozer had a really nice post. Uh, you know, they were they were heated rivals. They they really didn't like each other. I don't think, but uh, yeah, Bozer put up a really nice Instagram post at the time. Something about you know like we'll have the the trilogy fight later. You know, in a, in the next life or whatever. Just kind of you know, it's 
kind of corny, but but nice stuff to see from from two guys who are you know really r- rivals at the height of their game. Yeah, it's just making me really sad looking back at Tim's career right now, Tom. I got to be oh, honest, man, he's like a great guy, yeah. great guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he was like kind of like I wouldn't. I don't know if I should say the word legend. Like, I think that's the wrong word. Yeah. But of Canadian MMA, I mean, I don't know if there's a high bar for that. So I think Tim yeah. was like well, kind of up there. He was probably one of the most recognizable guys, and he fought in the UFC many times. For heavyweights. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Mo- the sad thing is, most people remember him for the Todd Duffy fight, obviously. But yeah. uh, the guy had some good. He had some wins in the UFC. He ch- choked up Pat Barry. I remember in his first fight. I think that was his only win in the UFC. Yeah. Actually. But yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. That, that was pretty nuts. Was- he had some shady, shady decision losses there. He had a fight with Joey Beltran, I believe. Yeah, was, I think a lot I mean, of us thought he won that fight. Yeah, that was yeah, like a slugfest. Yeah. And there was one other one. Who was that? Who was that big blonde Chris guy? Tuxer, yeah. Chris Tuxer. Chris yeah, Tuxer. That Brock Lesnar fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Majority decision. Yeah. A lot of people thought he won that one too. Yeah, you're right, Tom. Right, yeah. So yeah, he had a rough, a rough go. But yeah, I mean, just the the fight where he died after against Braidwood. I mean, that's yeah, just that it's tragedy, terrible. Man. And really, should he should have been cleared to fight, Tom? As you know. Absolutely um, not, man. Yeah. Based on all the uh, the medical information they had. All right. So, yeah. I mean, what's Rex Bozer? I, I don't know if he's ranked yet in the heavyweight division. I don't, I don't know if he's top 15, but he's got to be close to it. So, you give him some of the rank or you just give him another unranked guy. Any thoughts at all? Or I mean, heavyweight is so good right now um, that he could conceivably still fight outside the top 15. But I think he'll benefit from the fact that it is still a relatively like shallow division. There's yeah. just not that many really recognizable good guys. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, uh, Sergey Spivak, like, you know, someone else who's kind of on the come up might be good. I like that fight. Um, yeah, you know, they both kind of, you know, shown flashes of, 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 of potential, but struggled with consistency a yeah. little bit as well. So I kind of feel like they're both sort of hitting their stride at the same time. I like that um, fight, Tom. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. too impressed by Spivak against Olenek, and I think he does need like, a, yeah. like another test, I guess. And a guy like Bozer, I would like to see that's, that's a good fight because Bozer was taken down by Latifi. Spivak will shoot for takedowns. Um, Canada's gonna try to keep it standing. It'd be a good fight, so I like it. it would, yeah, it would tell us a lot about where both guys really belong in the division. I think you know. OSP though, bro. I don't know what you thought, but I'm sitting there like, what kind of performance is this? He just stood there for the first round, did nothing. Man, he he has this weird <laughs> habit I've noticed. Like I, I just can't wrap my head around it. I don't know if it's something that happens in the lead up to the fight, if he you know gets in his own head a little bit or something. But I think it happened in the, in the Jimmy Manoa fight too, where he was just like. It's like he was, in, you know, walking in quicksand, man. He just wasn't moving well, and he's an agile guy. He's an athletic guy. He's got great power. He seems like a pretty smart fighter when he's putting it all together. Yep. But every now and then, he just shows up, and it's like, it's like he doesn't even know he's in a fight, man. You know, he could be busting tables for all he knows. You know, it's it's uh, it's very strange to watch, man. But he didn't look good, and that's not the no. kind of performance you need when you're when you're hot and cold like he is. Yeah, it's so tough to say because he did knock out Menafield last year, and it was really impressive, mm-hmm. but. Uh, he's lost three of his last four. He's been KO'd in two trade fights. I don't know if he gets cut, Tom, because he did do UFC a favor here. He stepped up uh, um, and fought a heavier weight class on short notice. So yeah. I would hope they give him one more fight just to be fair. But he is appealing to the the, um, the, the fence grab. I don't think that's going to work, Tom. I got to be honest. I think it's a complete waste of time. I got to be honest. Man, I feel like most appeals are a waste of time unless you're Ali Abdelaziz, then you just it just goes three feet automatically. <laughs> You it's know what unfortunate I mean? like, that they are, but they definitely are. I mean, the, the track record for successful appeals speaks for itself. I mean, what's the what's the really success rate? Like zero point five percent or something. Like like, like uh, Fabrizio Verdum got his over. Yeah, yeah, you're more likely yeah. to get struck by a meteor than than, <laughs> than you know get your your appeal accepted. I love it. That but, is so good. That's so funny. Yeah, it's just not not gonna happen, man. I'm with but you. Different right. for trying, right? No, for sure. Of, I mean, it's more like to spread awareness, I guess. But I just don't. Yeah, I don't, then, I'm not convinced he grabbed the fence, man. I'm really not. I'm really not. Me talking. either. 
you know, I've the watched more, the, the more you kind of, yeah. you know, debate these things and drum yeah. up controversy about a certain outcome, the people kind yeah. of remember that fight as a controversial one. I know. It's, it's, I think it's all yeah. DC's fault because DC started screaming right away. It was a fence grab, grab the fence. He's screaming. It's like, dude, uh, DC, relax. DC wasn't good on this card. Oh, no, not at all. all. There was not another all. moment too where, what was it? Who was it that was doing really well and then shot for a takedown? Why am I not remembering this? Was it just Justin James fight or? Yeah, yeah. I heard him on the feet and then shot yeah. for a takedown in the final round. And DC's yelling, no, no, no. I'm like, you can't. I mean, that's basically advice. You're he's telling this guy. He's like a corner. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of like, I, I, I've met DC. I, I think you've interviewed him, if I'm not mistaken, Tom. Like, yeah, he's cool. Times, he's yeah. Great guy. I mean, obviously. And the UFC yeah. loves him. Everyone loves DC. But I don't think he's a good commentator. That's the honest truth. You know, the I, only time I like listening to him is when he does explain the wrestling. That's when I like listening because I'm learning something. I'm like, I don't know much about wrestling, Tom. It's the one mm-hmm. of all the martial arts, probably the one I have the least amount of knowledge about. So I'm always listening. To him talking about you know the different moves, pummeling, whatever, clinching, but then they couldn't. He always goes on these tangents on like about random stuff. Like I think it was the Hadzovich fight, the first fight of the night was an amazing fight. They were talking about some other fight. I'm like, what are these guys doing? Like, and it's yeah. not Paul Felder. It's DC that's the one making everything um like uh, out of context. So not a fan of his commentary. I think he's a great yeah. fighter, great person, but I don't like him in the booth. I think um, he gets he gets too excited, man. You yeah. know, he has the he has the know how, but he seems to just kind of lose track of what's happening. Yeah, and there's there's no like there's no issue with getting excited, right? Like, but when you're doing that job there is. Like if me and you are yeah. sitting at home watching TV, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like if you sit at home watching TV screaming, that's fine. But when you're sitting beside the cage Tom and, and especially in the apex where every, you know everyone can hear you. He knows everyone can hear him, the ref, the judges, everyone. That's why he speaks louder than everyone, Tom. And I've seen he he's did this a few times. Like and again I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong that he called out the, the, the cage grab, but it wasn't, first off. And second off, again, you know, it's like Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy got told, stay in your lane when he yelled at her being. I, we mm-hmm. haven't seen DC yell at anyone, I don't think, yet as a ref, but it, it's getting to that point now where Dana White's going to have to talk to her or something and say, like, you can't yeah. be, you can't be like, cheer, like a cheerleader outside the cage, man. Like, yeah, man, you, you mentioned uh, Paul Felder a minute ago. I really feel like he's just the cream of the crop when it comes to fighters go- turning commentator. I mean, he's... Yeah. I don't know how I, I really don't know what the overall kind of impression of his commentary is, but I I love him as a commentator. I think he's he's the best the UFC has right now. He's yeah, I measured, think he's, he's smart, he's articulate. Yeah, I think yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Tom. I think I think Bisping's really good too. I really like yeah, Bisping. Bisping's great. Yeah, Cruz can be okay at times, but I think I don't. I'm not a huge Cruz guy just because I feel like he needs to brush up on the rules. He's always asking questions about the rules. It's like. Don't you guys know the rules? Like, come on. Like, you should know that. Yeah. And, and well, and circling back to DC, he, he had this whole thing uh, last Saturday where he was talking about giving the guy five minutes for an eye poke. I remember he just, that. Just, he just doesn't know the rules. None of them do. And no, I, mean, I know. And that's that's not good. They have to really brush yeah. off the rules. I think that's because, you know, remember, some people, Tom, are watching for the first time. They're watching. They're getting confused. That's not good. You don't want people that are confused. And people that watch, they watch every card like us. We're still confused about what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. So. I was still confused. I was like, wait, that's <laughs> I was like, wait, do they get five minutes? I was like, what are <laughs> yeah. they like, do they? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's go to the rest of the card here, Tom. Uh, let's yeah, let's get through the main card quickly. Timur Valiev defeats uh, Rayleigh Barcelos. Man, what a great fight. Majority decision, but uh, amazing fight. He did get dropped twice in the second round. Two official knockdowns, but ends up getting two 10 a.m. rounds. I, I think that's interesting. I mean, he got dropped twice. So by the stats, that probably should have been a 10-8. But watching the fight live, I thought it was 10-9. What did you think? I was fine with the scoring on that fight. Um, I actually kind of had a feeling that he would win. And I think you did too. I think I saw on Twitter. You yeah, I did pick Galliev. Yeah, he was a big underdog. Yeah. I really liked him in this yeah, fight. Yeah, it seemed strange speed. to me. Yeah, yeah. Speed, He's so right? fast, man. Yeah. I was fine with the decision. I thought it was an amazing fight. 
Um, and again, the kind of fight where where neither guy, in my opinion, no. really loses. All That's what I'm saying. No one is, does Barcelona's stock really go down after this fight, Tom? I'm not sure. Like it goes down a little bit, obviously he lost, but the guy's clearly yeah. really good. Valiev though is a top 15 guy, I think, right now. Yeah, like, he deserves yeah. the fight for the belt. Right there, man. The reason I took him in this fight was it was a close fight, and I, I thought Barcelona's age 34 is a little past his prime, Tom. I, I gotta be honest, yeah. like I don't think he's in his prime. Maybe he is at the end of his prime, but one of those guys that came to the UFC too late, Tom. You know. Like, yeah, I was at his fight in Brazil two years ago, Tom. Like, he should have been fighting someone in the top 15 two years ago. He's still fighting non-top 15 guys. Ends up losing. That's that's a tough loss, but a great fight. 50K for both guys, Tom. Valia says, I'm going to buy my mother a house with the money. So, don't know what house he's going to buy with 50 grand, Tom. But, I mean, that's pretty awesome. So, I'm happy for the guy. Maybe he's got some savings. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, he's saved yeah. all his WSOF money over the years. Um, there you go, man. Yeah. Andre Feely, Daniel Pineda. I mean... What are we going to do about this, Tom? What are we going to do about these gloves and the eye pokes? I mean, it's every single week now there's no contest, it feels like. We've had so many great fights this year alone, Tom, and at NC due to an Axel eye poke. Um, I'm, I'm okay with the no contest instead of a DQ. It didn't look like at all it was an intentional foul, yeah. but I, I don't know what, what's, what's the solution to this, Tom. I'm honestly not sure. I guess new gloves, you know, and it's not just the, the no contest. Like, you know, for every no contest, that happens because of this yeah. there's five fights where one guy continues and is just totally compromised and ends up losing yeah. anyway right it's just it can completely change the the, the uh the whole nature of a fight there's got to be a solution the glove solution is obviously the most popular suggestion i can't really think of anything else other than gloves you know yeah i'm with you I, I think maybe the only other thing is to really punish guys for, for poking guys yeah take a point exactly. right away you gotta take a point yeah. right away and no warnings anymore because even like yeah. I was watching the old P fight was a great example. He had his hands like this the whole time, Tom. And, I'm, and the referee didn't even tell him. Like a lot of the, they tell him to close their fists now. He was just like this. That's going to result in an eye poke. You know, he, it yeah. didn't in that fight because he got knocked out. But. Maybe maybe it's you know we need like grassroots changes, man. We need coaches teaching their fighters to keep their hands closed. Yeah, I know. Like it's just know, if, if, yeah yeah. If they, just, if they if they if they really started punishing guys for this and it became you know a real risk to accidentally poke somebody in the eye, you might get coaches in gyms. Watching sparring rounds, sparring rounds. Excuse me, telling guys, okay, keep the hands closed. Yeah, we don't want you to. We don't want you to have this habit where your hands are open all the time, you know, and and you're pawing out like that, yeah. like so many guys do. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is, man. I don't know. It's like a lot of guys will obviously train their striking and boxing gloves. So then you put the MMA gloves on. It's just it's a different feel, and the fingers are sticking out. So I don't think it's the fighter's fault necessarily, but you know, there are some fighters, Tom, that like John Jones, who uh, likes yeah. to poke, likes to uh, use that rake move. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm still not even sure he does it on purpose, but I just think he knows he can. You know, he doesn't yeah. have to worry about closing his hands. And if he gets an eye poke and compromises the other guy, then you know, just makes. I think against Glover Teixeira when he fought Glover, I think there was some, like all eye pokes. That was a while ago, but I right. just hope that there is something they can do. I mean, the glove thing, obviously, like you said, the curved gloves. They want some people are talking about a curve where the fingers aren't going like they're going like this instead. That does mm -hmm. seem like it would help a bit, but maybe there's some negative aspect to that glove too. We don't really know. I mean, it's Anyways, I, I think it's worth a shot. I just feel bad for Feely because, I mean, the guy didn't get his win bonus, Tom. He was on his way to game. Probably a performance then, of the night bonus. I mean, he, was pro he probably lost on 100 grand or something. It's possible. That's why the, the, the show win format is such bullshit, man. Like, I hate it. I hate it. But it's part of the sport. And it doesn't seem like it's going to change, man, even though we don't like be, it. man. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's the old boxing thing, right? Like, it doesn't need to yeah. be an MMA. But that's the way they control just, the, the, uh, the fighters' money, right? And how do you how do you plan your life if that's the kind of if that's how you make your money right like I'm either fifty grand or a hundred grand you can't make any real financial. That's why Justin James bet his whole paycheck on himself. We'll talk about him in a yeah. second here. 
Um, yeah, Tim Means yeah. and Nicholas Dalby, they had a pretty good fight, 29-28 uh, for Tim Means across the board. And Hernando Mokanyo defeats Jai Herbert. I thought he should have got a bonus. I thought he looked amazing. Any thoughts on those last yeah. two main card fights? Um, the Tim Means fight was a lot of fun. I, you kind of expect fun from Nicholas Dalby at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Means, of course. You know, that, there's no no real surprise that was a good fight. Uh, Moicano, also amazing. Uh, I thought, yeah, he. I mean, you could definitely argue he deserved a bonus. It's tough when there's, you know, several good finishes on, on one card. Um, somebody's always going to get the, the short end of the stick or whatever. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, he looked amazing, man, and he looks like a new man at lightweight. So big things for him upcoming. Yeah, if he can get the fight to the ground, man, he's one of the like strongest grapplers. That you see, he wanted to fight uh, Gillespie. He wants to fight Gregor. I see that, and I, I like that fight a lot. I don't know if Gregor yeah. takes it though, because Gregor, I think, is ranked in the top ten now. Mackenzie was not yeah. ranked, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know if he takes it, Tom. But stylistically, Tom, I mean, what a fight that would be. Eh? Like I remember That's this guy; it, right? he's had some really fine grappling matches throughout his career. I think his first fight against Tom Nate and Mackey, I believe, that was his first debut, and that it was a great fight on the ground too. So this guy's had some good fights on the ground. I, I'm a big fan of McCann, who's very good. Tim Means obviously looked good too, two veterans. Now, the guy who did get a bonus, we'll talk about this next fight quickly, Kennedy Nechekuru defeats Dylan Marquez via three-round TKO. So I uh, I was confident he was going to win this fight, Tom. Even though Dylan Marquez had that backpack position basically like 10 minutes, I just was confident that he was going to come back and pull it off. But I don't think he should have got a bonus. Like he lost 10 minutes and then basically knocks the guy out. They didn't knock him out. He stopped it because the guy was too tired to to uh, defend punches like is that really a fifty thousand dollar winning performance like what do you think man it just sort of i mean it really comes down to how you feel about comebacks right if you're losing the first two rounds of a fight and then you pull off this dramatic you know turning of the tables some people think wow it's totally sure. bonus worthy you persevered and then all this but then on you know on the the other side of the coin is that you got your ass whooped for the vast majority of the fight does that really <laughs> warrant a bonus uh you know it i don't think really so depends. i think I'm it depends on, it depends on the card it depends on the card i'll say that because yeah, some cards just like two finishes, so they have to like by default you get a bonus, right? Mm -hmm. But in this card, Tom, where there's like six or seven finishes, I don't know if they got them right, and I saw a lot yeah. of people complaining too. So yeah, I yeah, thought McCano should have got one personally, but or even this guy, Shavkat Rachmanov, defeats Michelle Perhaes. I mean, he looked incredible, Tom. Any thoughts on this fight? Yeah, I mean, I love this guy. I've been I've, I've been excited about him since the uh, Alex Oliveira fight last year. Uh, I, I'm a bit biased. I love Kazakhstan. I went there when I was younger, and it's actually a really cool country. And ever since then, I've kind of like had this soft spot for, for these Kazakh fighters. But uh, I mean, this guy's a machine. He can do everything. I don't know if you saw, I mean, he's, he's 14 and 0 now with seven subs and seven knockouts for TKOs. Like he, he's literally statistically well-rounded. Like he's proving it with the yeah. stats. I mean, he's just uh, seems to have just such a bright future. Um, and I think at this point I would have no objections to him getting a top 15 fight already. I know it's insane because he's only had two fights in the UFC, but they're both against, they're both against really good guys, you know, tough welcomes for sure. Yep. Um, and I have no objections to him, you know, getting the fast track and, and starting to get some big fights. And I saw again on Twitter that you suggested the Tim Means fight. Yeah. That that seems like a, a logical next step for me because Tim Means is, you know, a quite good. He's a tough, experienced guy. Yep. And B, uh, you know, he's got you know people like him. He's he's a popular yep. guy among the hardcores. So it's a kind of good way to potentially put uh, Shafkat over. Yeah, and Tim's like big too. He's a big welterweight, like tall, I yeah. should say. I mean, he's not. He's the fat lightweight, but. This guy, Rachmano, is very tall. And Tom, honestly, I didn't like the matchmaking with Perseus. Like, I'm like, why did they make this fight? Like, the guy was literally a foot taller, basically, than the other guy. Like, why did they even make that fight? So, yeah. I yeah. know the weight was the same, guys. I get it. It's not about height, it's about weight. But come on. I mean, who thought that Perseus was going to win? All right. Well, this guy, Jeremiah Wells, comes in here on short notice, Mar or, uh, Tom, and just absolutely brutalizes Warley Alves. I mean, yeah. this was an amazing debut. This is, And I think he should have got a bonus, too, honestly. Like, how did he not get a bonus? He should have gotten a bonus. For several reasons. First of all, because he just came out of nowhere. Like to most people, the question was, who the hell is this guy, right? 
Um, and you know, he's he's a young fighter. He needs if anyone needs a fifty thousand dollar bonus. I gotta come like to this, and listen, Tom, you're gonna be surprised when I tell you this. He's thirty four years old, he's older than me. Young wasn't the right word then. <laughs> what I should have said is inexperienced, new to the big stage, right? He hasn't fought in two yeah. years either. So right. So the guy I mean, needed a paycheck. Yeah, he needed exactly, a paycheck. Right? I'm with exactly. you, Tom. I think he could have really used that 50K. I'm not saying that the other guys that got it could like I know Kennedy, I think his grandmother just passed away or something. Like they were talking about that. So the guy obviously yeah. could use some money too. And and um oh, they all know. could, man. That's yeah, that's I, all these guys could. I mean, yeah, yeah, they all could, Tom. But I just think they got the bonuses wrong. But yeah. I like this guy, man. He looked amazing. I love the, the the reaction after the knock. He's like, yeah, like I love yeah. that. It reminded me of like yeah. Thiago uh, Silva. Remember that guy back in the day? Oh to, like, yeah, that guy was, was terrifying, man. <laughs> I know, right? Didn't so, turn out to be that good, but man, he's yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know. yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not gonna say anything about that guy. I think he he went off. Oh the yeah, he, and, he went like, to remember? jail or something. Yeah, yeah, I think like he didn't he like pull a gun on some SWAT team that came to his house once, and his wife. Yeah, was, remember that? Something. Yeah, he. I mean, like a lot of these fighters, Tom. They have they have some things going on up here. I mean. They get punched yeah. in the head for a living. People forget that sometimes. Like, yeah, these guys true, have the brains are scrambled some of them, so it's it's sad. But anyways, yeah, I love I love Wells' performance, man. I mean, I don't know who he fights next, but it's going to be exciting either way. Um, and Warley Alves, I mean, I hope he doesn't get cut, Tom, because you know it was a short nose fight. But <clears throat> would it shock me if he got released? He's lost two straight fights, or excuse me, he's, he's lost uh, two of the last three, I should say. Probably he's not one of these guys that for for a minute there, you know, he was kind of on the Eric Silva trajectory. Like people yeah. thought he was going to do really big things. I, Tom, I thought he was a future champ after he won top yeah. Brazil. I thought, yeah. and he beats Covington. I'm like, holy crap, this guy's amazing. Like, then he loses the Barbarina, then he loses the Usman, and then the last few years, Tom loses to Wells, Randy Brown, and James Krause. Like, he has had some nice wins. Like, Bernard Lazes wins a performance bonus. Sergio Rice at the card in Brazil that I was at, Tom won a bonus for that fight. So. It's just like he either has an amazing performance or he gets just destroyed in his fights. It's really yeah, weird. Yeah, good hammer, yeah. bad nail, as they say. You know it's, exactly. It's, that's that's yeah. that's man. That's something I always look at fighters now. Like, can you you can punch? Can you get punched back? Like, that's you know, can you fight back if you fight? Let's take this comment from Jose. Hey, Jose. He says thoughts on Cyril Gaines. Win streak's more important than Lewis. Let's see if Dan's just groomed the John Jones thing. We talked about a little bit at the beginning, Jose. You're welcome to go back and listen to the beginning of the podcast. I think me and Tom are both big fans of this guy. Um, we both like Gone a lot, but I think we're both in agreement that he probably won't get the title shot next. He probably needs to get one more fight just based on timing. It's not really that we don't think, um, Jose, that he could fight for the belt because I think we both feel that way, but there's just there's two other guys right now in Derek Lewis and John Jones that are ahead of him. Like you said, yeah, and, and Stipe is right and there. And Stipe, too, in the queue, yeah. right? You talk about the title queue. I always talk about that, too. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. All right, let's go to the rest of the fights here. I, I will mean, say though, that this, right, this, right. Is a, this is a good problem to have in the heavyweight yeah. division because there, you know, there have been times quite recently where you, you know there was nobody that really. I, I agree. The shot. I, I remember it's a good like, problem to have in any division. Really, it's always a good thing to have contenders, right? Like you said, like there's these times in these divisions where like it's down. Like sometimes I remember even in middleweight a couple of years ago, like when Anderson was just cleaning the division out, and everyone's like, "Is he just going to fight a 205 now?" He's beating him, and then all of a sudden Chris Weidman emerges. And then you see Luke Rockhold and all these other guys, right? So there's always someone that comes up, Tom. Um, let's talk about his last couple fights here. Marching Prashno, body kick knockout. I mean, unbelievable knockout. He definitely deserved the bonus. That was a beautiful knockout. Julia Vila, she's complaining. She thought she should have got one top for her uh, win over Julius Dorenko, which it technically was a comeback because the judges had a tie going into the last minute of the fight, last uh, round of the fight. She wins in the last minute. I don't know how the judge, one judge, I think it was Tony Weeks saw 2018 for Solarenko. That is horrible. That is yeah. horrible. Charles Rosa. Go ahead, go ahead, was, go ahead. I wasn't all that impressed with uh, with Avila in that fight, man. I yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think she really should have got one, man. But 
Yeah, I still think she's gonna get fired though. Yeah, yeah, I think she's great, and I think she's yeah. got a bright future. But people were really, you know, gassing up her striking during yeah. the fight, and it just didn't look that good to me. I, I know, uh, and she she's thirty three yeah. too. You know, I think yeah. at this point she got kicked over her last gym. She's got to find a really good gym, and she's got to go all in her MMA career because she's you know That's she it, wants right. to have a family. I mean, she's talked about it. She's thirty three years old. You know, yeah, Tom, like time, women time have a different thing. clock than men. I mean, it's just on, it's the truth. That's mm-hmm. why women in the sport they you know. They have to kind of get in, do their thing, and get out if they can, if they want to have a family, right? Like it's mm-hmm. – oh, There's no reason I, you can't come back after having a kid. Yeah, or like, like, like Misha, right? Misha Tate's a perfect yeah. example. I can't think of any woman fighter right now in the UFC who has like a young child that's like one or two years old. I can't think of any. Like maybe there's someone, mm-hmm. but it, it seems like it'd be yeah, difficult right. to do, you know? like yeah, I, it's like, a lot to juggle. Dude, I mean it is. You know, it's, it's enough for someone who's not a fighter to have a kid. You know what I mean? But if you're like mm-hmm. training constantly and – you know, you're running for your goal of being a champion. I mean, it's, it's hard. So we'll see what happens with her, but I just hope they give her a top 50 opponent. She's ready for it. We'll see. Yeah. That's crazy. She hasn't got one yet, honestly. I know. Um, Charles Rose to Justin James, man. Let's talk about this fight and some of the bet. So Justin James bet 25,000 on himself. And uh, you know, Tom, I've made some pretty big bets in my time too. I, I don't bet like huge, like, like that anymore, but I've made some big bets too. And I've lost a few split decisions on some big bets and it is such a sick, nasty feeling. Of course, I didn't bet myself, bet them other fighters. I couldn't even imagine how sick it must have felt when he heard the split decision. I mean, I don't think he won the fight, Tom. I don't think – I think Rosa did win the fight 29-28, but Justin James is taking the high road now. He's like, you know what? It's just money. I got my, my family. I got my son. I'm happy. But, I mean, Tom, you lose 25K, American. The, the high road is all he can possibly take for the sake of his dignity, man. I mean, I didn't think he won the fight by any stretch. I thought, you know, it was completely fair that he lost the decision. And uh, as much as I was criticizing DC's commentary earlier, his reaction was was just. I mean, he should have you know kept his voice down. But I don't know why James shot for that takedown in the you know in the final round. What Unbelievable! Are you doing? He, he had Rosa it. rocked. I got up off my chair and was freaking out with my fiance. Yeah. Like, holy crap, he's gonna do it! Like, he's gonna cash he, this bet. Yeah. I thought he oh, I, for a minute there. I literally thought he was gonna do it. I was like, he did it. He did it. And then and he, two and three he, takedown. What? He could have. He was right there, man. Two or three more clean punches, and that 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 payout would have been his, man. And like knowing and, that Charles is a black belt, why would you try for an arm triangle? Like that's not, it's not like he'd been. He hadn't been doing particularly well on the ground until that point either. Like, have you learned nothing from the first two rounds? That was really yeah, bad was fight IQ. It wasn't. Justin seems like a decent guy. I don't want to say anything bad, dude. Like I said, I've lost some big bets, Tom. You just want to go to bed. You want to put your head. You want to put your pillow on and your head on your pillow and go to bed and not wake up. That's basically how it feels when you lose a huge bet. That is a huge bet. 25K is a huge bet. But I do think it speaks to the bigger problem of fighter pay because yeah. he was almost, I wouldn't say forced to do this. It was his choice. But he's like, you know what? I got to take a risk because I really need the money. And I, I might as well try to get 50 grand. I'm not saying it was a good choice, Tom. It wasn't. I think he should maybe did like a $5,000 bet instead. Yeah. Why, why do 25000 That's just so excessive. Like, why not do 5K? You know, why not even 10K? Why all of your, your, your purse? You know, I guess, I mean, it's probably has a lot to do with headlines. Maybe he's a little more clever than we gave him credit for. You know, had he won, he wouldn't have just gotten the huge payout. He would have been the guy who bet everyone yeah. on himself and won. Everyone remember is, that, like for the rest of the yeah. time, right? And that's and now really he's looked, the, right, 
loser though, Tom. You lost. Uh, yeah, but I would say the only silver lining, and it is a minuscule, very faint silver lining, but people <laughs> know who he was a little bit True. more than they did beforehand. I he's, agree with that. Yeah, he definitely who, gained some some fans. He's the guy who missed, but he's still a guy people are talking about now, which is no. You're right. We're talking about yeah. right here. We, we've probably talked about him more than gone. I mean, it's just like this yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly, you know, man. he he definitely was like a storyline heading the fight. And here's the truth: he hasn't shown the the bet slip, and people are asking, like, can we actually see proof? I believe he actually made the bet. I don't think he'd lie about this. I don't think there's a there's no you know benefit to lying about it because you there's no benefit. Like there's yeah, there's no benefit to it. So I I do believe he made, he cost that bet. And people are like, oh, twenty five thousand is like a massive bet. Guys, people bet way more on like the Super Bowl and everything else. Like when you're he's betting on himself, Tom. I wish I could bet on myself doing something like a bowling match or something. Like I would Yeah, I'd, shit, I'd, man. I'd, Sometimes I'd things are outside of control too, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like I bet on yeah. fights every weekend, Tom. I'm on the cage. He actually yeah. was the guy in the cage. He had that fight won and he blew it. And that's the that's, he blew that's it. That's really the, that's really the only the only way to say it, man. He absolutely blew it with in that final round. And I just and I, I just can't believe it was a split too. I mean that that was like I thought it was wonder, really unanimous for Rosa. Yeah, like, I thought so too. I it thought, looked like he I thought, thought so he was too. about to win. I don't know if you saw the jump he did at the end. Like he thought that Guys, uh, Joe Martinez was about to say his name. A bit delusional, <laughs> man. But and you gotta wonder too, I mean, when you have a bet. You know, when when those stakes are riding on the oh, fight, it's, dude, it's the, hard the enough pressure? to yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to stay focused under ordinary circumstances. I'm sure. You know, I just uh, can't imagine his, his body might have been like um, just overloading, like a mental overload too. You know, yeah. it sure seemed like that in the first two rounds. Third round, it's maybe he was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to go for broke here." That's and I yeah. love that. I think guys, more fighters need to do that. Volkov should have did that too. He's yeah. down four rounds, and I'm like, dude, go for a broke. Like, even if you get knocked out, you're still going to lose. Like. I'm not saying anyone wants to get knocked out. Getting knocked out is not a fun feeling, no doubt about it. But I'm just saying, Tom, like, you're, if you're clearly down in the fight, why not go for broke? He did, but made a mistake, made a tactical error that he he said he doesn't regret it, Tom. I think he'll regret that for the rest of his life, that takedown. It exactly, man. Really it's like stupid. Chris Weidman's spinning kick, man. You know, it's one yep. of those moments that we'll never forget. Yep. yep. And then the last fight in the car, Tom, you got Hawaiian here, Yancy Medeiros. Almost came back at the end, man. What a fight with Demir Hadzovic. I love this fight. My fiance thought it was fighting tonight. She's like, man, that fight was amazing. She loved this fight. I loved it yeah. too, Tom. I mean, Yancey's just, he's such a warrior. I mean, it's just unbelievable the, the punishment this guy can take. Like, I thought he was going to get KO'd like 10 times during this fight and just yeah. kept walking forward and somehow almost choked out Hadzovic in the third round. Some people thought it was 10 8. I wouldn't say so, Tom. I think 10 9 is a fair score. I think the scorecard was good. Hadzovic looked great in this fight. What'd you think of this fight? I loved it. Uh, you summed it up well, man. Fight of the night worthy for sure. I agree with your fiance on that one. And I mean, what can you say about Yancey? I mean, you know what you're going to get with this guy. Yep. He just doesn't go down. And there's he's one of these guys that, like, you know, he's he's never going to be a champion. I mean, I don't want to say that. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. But no, no. But he's he's just one of these, yeah, he's, I, I I just can't bring myself to say that, man. These people are putting it all on the line. You know, I know. I don't want to stomp all over their dreams, but but he's he won't be. You know, no. but he does have just kind of like unlimited fun matchup options. Like just think of all the guys between lightweight and welterweight that this guy can fight that would just be pure fireworks. You know, the list is is never there's, ending. There's so many fighters. And he's at yeah. what lightweight right now? Yeah. So yeah. I mean he could fight like better at welterweight. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I think that this yeah. the weight cut's a little tough. He, he did look durable though this fight. Um yeah, give him give him Mike Perry at welterweight or something. Sure, you know, I mean, like, someone like that, like Bobby even Ball, like yeah. yeah, like someone like even like Tim Bad, Means. Yeah, I was gonna say Tim Means or Dolby, one of those guys that yeah. maybe Dolby because yeah. he lost, but Tim Means versus this is the thing though, Yancey's lost four straight fights. So yeah, that's I tough. think he's probably he's probably heading out after this. He might get caught. I hope they don't yeah. though, but I think they will. Just because there's so many fighters on the roster now, you know, Tom. But I hope they keep him around because I love the guy. I think he's so much fun to watch. And Justin James, one in four now, Tom, lost four straight fights. Do you think he gets cut? Yeah, I think he's definitely he's gone, man. 
I think so. Unfortunately, I think he. I feel so bad for this dude. It's like he had such an amazing debut last year against Camacho, and you thought, man, this guy could do some damage and just. Tom, Tom, just, apart, man. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't put it together. It was, yeah. Yeah. But I, like I said, I feel bad for that guy. You know, Tom, like I have a lot of respect for Justin. You know, he actually fought, like, he fought in this card. It was called, like, Canada versus, like, the, the, the Border Wars or something, 2009. And yeah. I think it was an amateur fight. He fought with, like, all these Canadian guys. Like, they were all in the score fighting series that ended up fighting oh, cool. in the UFC, too. Yeah. So he's been a pro for a long time and I respect the guy, but I think that's it for the UFC. All right. They get these comments. Cole had a comment here. Cyril Gone versus Lewis. It's official. For the interim heavyweight, though? Wait, wait, wait. Cyril gone to Lewis? Wait, what? What? Holy crap, I got to see this. What's going on here? What's going that's on here? It's not all that surprising to me, man. What I, sounds, I guess Francis is sticking to his guns. Wow. Wow. And that's a horseshit fight compared to, to any fight involving Francis. I mean, UFC. I, I gotta I'm going to read the comments here. Hold on, I'm going to read it. Derek Lewis will face Cyril gone in the interim title fight on UFC 265. Let me read the other comments. The only came after Francis Garmo was unable to defend his title in June or August. White said the company believes Gone and Lewis deserve the title shot. Now, Lagano's agent, Markel Martin, says this comes as a complete shock to make an interim title so soon. You look at the history of this division, it comes as a surprise. We hope you have clarity and figure out something with the UFC soon. Just to be clear, the creation of the interim belt will not impact Lagano's status as a undisputed undisputed champion. This is this is fucking retarded. You just won the belt in March. <laughs> are, are you yeah. serious? Don't get me started on these interim titles, man. These things are reserved for one situation, and it's when a fighter is literally unable to compete. Francis is right there, willing to fight John Jones. You know, he's ready. He can do it. This makes no it's sense. Just, this is the UFC just, just like trying to play. They're trying to strong arm him, saying we don't need you, but you do need him because because Gone versus Lewis is is not that good of a fight. It's not. That's that's not a good pay-per-view headliner i mean it's a nice fight it's gonna be fun it's, great, it's sure, a good but... fight i think Gon probably wins he probably wins a really boring decision to be honest with you. yeah exactly it's kind of what i'm thinking in that fight guys yeah i'm in complete shock right now I'm, i literally am i thought when cole said That's... that i thought it said nagano for a second i'm like oh, okay we already knew that cole then i'm reading i'm like holy crap like what's going on here so tom yeah, i don't I'm like that fight huge, i'm not a huge interim title guy um i tom. hate interim titles i, I yeah. think they're they're absolutely I, i'm good with them for certain situations like in bellator great example i mean they they had it between big um mm -hmm. baiters out so He's in the tournament. He hasn't fought in a while. Modowski and Johnson fight for it. That makes sense. This doesn't make sense. But, I mean, good for guys. He's stepping up on short notice. Turning around in six weeks here, man. So, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Make at Jose's comment. Thoughts on UFC delaying the title, heavyweight, lightweight title shot. Yeah. He thinks it's BS that they keep uh, delaying Glover's shot. You know what's crazy is that uh, the fight was supposed to happen in September. Glover fought last, I think, November against Diego Santos. He's been fighting. He's been waiting a long time. He's 41, Tom. He turns 42 on October 30th. So the fight's on October 28th now in Abu Dhabi. I mean, I love, I like the fight, but I don't understand why. The, why does this fight have to be in, in in October? Like, why is this not in August? I don't know. I guess they're just they they want it close to Europe or something, maybe for for Jan's fans, and it's not quite open there yet. That's really the only thing I can come up with yeah. off the top of my head. But I'm, I'm with one of those situations yeah. where where you want to see Glover get the shot soon because of his age, right? At this point in his career, every extra month is a risk, right? Like he's he's. He could conceivably become much worse month to month at his age, as good as he's been. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the world doesn't revolve around Glover. There's lots of uh, lots of moving pieces when you're making a fight like this. So, I mean, what can you really do? I'm just glad it's happening. I hope it finally happens soon. You know, it's uh, and it's not de delayed anymore. Man, this is just crazy. Um, yeah, I'm just like I'm kind of I, stupefied by that. That, that I got a message. I got a message, Chris, right now. <laughs> got a yeah. message, CT, and be like, "Yo, dude, you see this? Holy shit!" Yeah. Maybe you went to talk to him. I'm gonna message him. We were just. I think actually, no. I think Cole is. 
Looks like Cole is. Cole, you should get that yeah. one, man. I mean, I'm obviously doing this right now, so I can't. <laughs> Cole, I can't write speaking. an article while you're doing this? <laughs> it'd be it'd be difficult, Tom. I think I've tried a few times, like, just to type stuff out. You can – it just oh, – I lose my focus right yeah. away. I'm like, I can't do this. I have to – You start typing what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You do that too, <laughs> eh? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, reading. I'm like, wait, I just say that word out loud? So, yeah. Cole, I think if you're still in the chat, Cole, like, I approve it. I'll post it for you, Cole. So, I'm going to message Cole and tell him I want to approve yeah, it for Yeah, go nuts, man. That's crazy to me, though, man. I just think that's a that's you know that's a great uh, pay per view co headliner. Yeah, you know it's a great fight night main event, but that's that's a dog shit heavyweight title fight at this stage of the game, in my opinion. And complete respect to both guys. I love uh, I love watching Gone fight, as you know. Uh, Derek Lewis too. I mean, how can you not like watching him fight? Even if you know fourteen minutes of his fight is boring, you know it's going to be yeah. exciting for the last minute. But that's it's just it's just. It's just garbage, though, because, like, Nagano waited a year to fight for the belt. Remember he knocked out yeah. Yarzinho, I think, in, like, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, yeah. and waited a whole year to fight for the belt. Now Gon gets it. It's But you know what? I'm, I'm going to say, overall, this is a positive. As much yeah. as it sucks in the, uh, you know, on an immediate level, uh, the indication here to me is that Francis is holding out for the money that he deserves for the John Jones fight. We know John Jones is ready and willing to sit out, too. Dude, I mean, I mean I'm just looking. At, I'm looking at the, the the social media sentiment. It's just overall negative, guys. Like no one likes this. People are saying well, it's complete this, bullshit. It's a crock of shit. Like what the fuck? Every now and then, that excuse me. Every now and then, the UFC will try something like this, um, and it works. Like when, when Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz were supposed to have their rematch at UFC 200, and they just couldn't get the deal done, and then they made this crazy card with Brock Lesnar. You know, in, in that instance, I would say you know Conor thought they couldn't do UFC 200 without him and they would give him what he wanted. And yeah. they were like, you know what? We can do it without you. And they did. Yeah, I know. In this instance, Jones, right? though, yeah. I, Paul, yeah. I just think that at this point, the UFC is just, it's, it's not the, it's all about the three letters. It's not about the fighter. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't yeah. be that way. And I know that I think GSP talked to some other fighters. They're like, it shouldn't be about the UFC, the three letters It should be about the fighters. And we, me and you are fighters first, Tom. We are. Mm-hmm. Dana White's not fighters first. He's business first. We all know that. I think you know people are saying they did this title, this the interim belt because they need a main event for that card because it was going to be Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunes. That doesn't sell. So I get I mean, it. Does this really sell that much better? Is this interim belt? I don't know. Like, does it? I don't know. But I think Derek Lewis is a big name. He is. Gone isn't. You know, no. you ask you know five random fight fans who follow the sport on a casual level who who Cyril Gone is, and they're not going to know. Man, a few of them might. But dude, but even the not... hardcore fans are, are still kind of coming around to the guy. I think. I mean, yeah. he hasn't been. Yeah. The most, I love the guy personally. I'm just saying I've seen a lot of criticism because he's not the most exciting guy. But truthfully, like he's effective. I think he can win this fight against Derek Lewis. I have obviously have to look in the fight more, but be interesting because Lewis, Tom, how many times has he been winning a fight and came back and won by that one punch KO, right? It that's it. That's all it, right? My gut says, you know, Gon should be able to kind of win this fight however he wants and just cruise, but you just never know with Lewis. He's he's got the touch of death too, just like and this, Francis. I, I'm just looking at some comments I'm getting on my uh my reply, and someone said they, they think it's because uh, Francis was complaining about the fight we paid a few weeks ago. You think maybe played a role? Yeah, I think that's for sure what it is. I mean, they can't really strip him of the title over that, but no. you know, they're they're trying to show him that they don't need him. But I think in this instance, it's going to blow in their face a little. I bit agree too. They I, do. Yeah, I agree. It's they just, do need him. It just How, doesn't like this. This Francis it. and Jones fight is such a special fight. When you think of like all you know, all the stars that have had to line for these two guys to be willing to fight each other at this particular moment of their careers, you know, you have the unbeatable light heavyweight champion who's looked a little bit human in his last two fights. So you know, suddenly there's this reason to believe that he might be beaten, and he's willing to come up to heavyweight. He's beefed up. He's huge now. And then the guy waiting for him in the heavyweight division is not some random underwhelming champion who never fights. You know, 
it's this crazy, alluring, exciting guy like Francis. This is why would you want to screw with Francis? Like Francis, I know Francis and Lewis is the fight to make. That was the fight to make, Tom. I'm honestly, I think Francis and Jones is the fight to make. Oh, I mean, that's the fight to make. There's no doubt, bro. That is, yeah, and I want to see that more than anything. And I was thinking, I'm just reading here. This is a good, it's a good comment. And I know that you might not um, necessarily agree with this guy, Fight Oracle, um, aka Front O'Brien, that guy. But I I think he, yeah, from Twitter, I think he made a good point. He goes, the machine keeps working. It goes on. It never stops. The UFC is a machine. No single part is bigger or more important than machine. It's well said. Yeah, I mean that doesn't make it right though. I mean it's uh, I know it's it's nobody really benefits from this except the UFC, and I don't think they even really benefit all that much from this fight. I mean, how much? I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think uh, you know people will tune in for this fight, and then right away there's going to be more deafening calls to see Francis fight John Jones. And the problem with this too is now we're going to have an interim champion. I know. Does Francis have to fight him before he fights John Jones? <laughs> Probably. Or are they just going to end up scrapping this interim title like they did for Tony Ferguson and Cole? Yeah, remember Andy that? Right? They got rid of it. Yeah, I remember yeah. that with Kevin Lee. Yeah. These, these, are, these are trinkets at best, man. They're 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 useless. Yep. Do you think, yep. Jose is asking, do you think UFC is forcing Nagano's hand to sign the fight, Lewis? The announcement's BS, similar Eddie Khabib. Yeah, I mean, Brett's a mouthpiece for the UFC. He's also broken fights that never ended up happening. I remember he broke Nick Diaz and Jorge Masvidal two years ago. Remember that? That was Brett yep. Okamoto put that out. Who told him to put that out? Probably Dana White in the UFC. Go tweet this out, Brett. See what the fans say. I think sometimes they do do that. I think they put that out and say, like, what are the fans saying for this? You can see what the reaction is like, Tom. It is overwhelmingly negative. And quite frankly, I don't blame people. I agree completely. This doesn't make any sense. The guy literally won three months ago, guys. It was three months ago in March. This is bizarre yeah. as hell. And but, what a win, too. I mean, I know. the star couldn't be brighter than it is I know. right now. But again, Tom, timing. It's all about timing. Yeah. I will say, though, I think this is a little bit uh, disrespectful. I think this case about... I think it's a disrespectful yeah. Stipe, too. I got to be honest. Like, he's not even I don't in the think Stipe deserves an immediate rematch. Personally. No, I didn't think so either. But I mean, Tom, like. I didn't think he deserved yeah. the immediate rematch with DC, man. I like, you know, yeah, yeah he was a, a great champion and everything. But I, I no, think immediate rematches right. should be reserved for the most extreme circumstances, you know? I agree. Um, I agree. Like, Shogun and Machida are horrible judges' decision for something. Like exactly. Yeah. Or like a controversial yeah. thing or something. I'm with you. Or, you know, if, a, if you know, a fighter who has 10 title defenses gets knocked out in five seconds or something like that, and there really is like a legitimate. Like Anderson Silva, right? Like Anderson? Perfect yeah. Example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And just, the, you know, champion is defended <laughs> three times and then, and then gets knocked out. You know, you don't deserve an immediate rematch, I don't think. I, I'm, you know what, you're right. I, I'm just, I'm just, I think I'm trying to still wrap my mind around this and trying to like justify what's going on here. Oh this man, is, I'm yeah, trying is, to pick up all the pieces here, figure out what the hell's going on. It's I'm just not like, easy. my head's just shaking. I'm just like, oh, yeah. they got the odds out. Odds are out. Gone is a big favorite over, over yeah. Lewis. Huge favorite. How big? Minus 325, Cyril Gone, plus 275, Derek Lewis. So that's, that's surprising to me. I think that's too wide. That's fucking wide as hell. That is, that's really wide. Um, yeah, bet on and, they, and they just put that line out like they had five minutes to yeah. get that line out. Did they even think about it? it? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it'll be it'll shift anyways. It'll yeah, shift. I think I think God should definitely be the favorite in that. Oh, fight, you should but... be a three three twenty five. That seems that's high insane man. for a yeah. guy who's never like. Is this chain good, Tom? We don't know. Like, we have no clue because he's never been punched man. hard in the face. That's it. That's and it. Derek will probably get him once at least. I would assume Derek. Derek's fast and explosive, and he's. He's surprisingly athletic as hell. Like you just look at the guy, yeah. and you're like, he's just a big dude. But like this he's guy, very can move. patient too. You know, he yeah. he he's willing to wait. You know, and he's willing. He, to and he can lose stuff. three or four rounds, Tom, and win late in the fight. He still has gas. It's weird, right? Yeah. Like the Volkov fight. Remember the Conor McGregor card? Remember that one? That was yeah. like, yeah, winning the whole fight. Volkov was, and then bang. I don't know why champions get a fan of intro belts created if they 
if anything, a key provocation while two deserving pinners uh, working hard. Connor should have been stripped sooner. Connor should have, yeah. I mean, there's been many examples of guys who should have been stripped sooner. It's not like Nick Francis is being stripped anyways. They're just creating yeah. an interim belt. So I know what you're saying, Jose. It's just that I'm just confused by it. I just think why, it's – Why do you need an interim belt, though, to build hype for these two guys? Why, why not just put this on the same card and have it as a, as a title eliminator? I, I mean, agree. I agree. Nobody, nobody's going nobody's gonna to buy this interim belt as anything you know meaningful. And they could do so, the five round fights that are not main events now. So they could have just, just did they that. just did it, man. You know what? The, they the could have just did that, but yeah. again, they didn't want to have Amanda Nunes as the main event, clearly, man. So yeah. Anyways, um, let's just quickly talk about Bellator and PFL. We don't have much time left, and honestly, I think we yeah. talked about more important stuff throughout the podcast. I would say. Also, Pose has some comments about the strategy. He says Gone needs to mix in body kicks and takedowns. I agree completely. The takedowns are obviously what he's takedowns are going to be key. Yeah. But the only thing is, like, Derek's a big dude. He cuts to make two sixty five, and Cyril's not a huge heavyweight. Like. That was the only thing I was concerned about when he fought Volkov, Tom. I thought he was going to win, but the size did concern me a little bit because he's 245. Derek might be 285 the, fight, the night of the fight. Like, that's a little bit harder to get a guy down as 285 to the ground. But gone, I think you're right completely, Jose. That's how he wins. If he stays standing, he could get knocked out, obviously. So mix and takedowns, go to the body. Tyro Lewis, go to the body. Smart game plan. I like your strategy. All right, let's just go quickly to Bellator. Um, just a few yeah. fights. We'll talk about Valentin Moldowski defeats Tim Johnson. It was kind of a snooze fest. There's basically like fence pushing for five rounds, but this guy Valentin's obviously very good, Tom, and he'll probably face Ryan Bader next. Um, any thoughts on this guy? Yeah, I mean, very bright future for sure. Uh, not surprised that he's the interim champ now. Uh, I kind of, I mean, I, th- I th- t- thought big Tim Johnson did pretty well in that fight. Like it was, uh, I mean, yeah. again, neither guy. Really... are very wide. I'm surprised there's something yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, not a great fight, really, and not. I'm I'm personally not all that excited to see him fight Bader. Even like it's just, I don't know. Bader doesn't really excite me at all that much at this point in his career. I he's know. Gonna start. Yeah, I don't know. He's got to. He's got to do something special, man. He's not fighting often enough. And let, let me ask you a question, Tom. What's more exciting, PFL or Bellator, right now? Shit, man, that's tough. I don't I know. Think PFL, I, I think PFL, man. I think PFL putting a better product on. I really do. Yeah, PFL is fights. definitely. Their broadcasts are better, way better. Like they just look prettier. They they're doing some really interesting things with like the technological side of, of the sporting industry. Yep. Their smart cage and all the metrics they're yep. tracking and everything. Yep. My criticism of them though is I just feel like other than uh, Kayla Harrison and Clarissa Shields, yeah. I mean, really, that's it. They don't really they have any fighters. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's not even just building stars. Just none of them are really all that interesting to me. They're all they're all known quantities you know right, like right. we all know everything there is to know about anthony pettis and fabrizio Verdum and roy mcdonald at this stage right yeah 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 it's just they're not they're it's kind of just like you know having the same dish for dinner night no you're, you're right you're, you're making yeah. a point but again i love the format i think the format's great yeah i love the format i love the format my only my only criticism is their roster bellator has the better roster but i think pfl is the better better format yeah and honestly yeah. like i don't know if bellator should have ever went away from the, the old beer and revenue way I, I used to actually kind of prefer that Mm-hmm. I watch. I still watch Bellator guys, but I got to be honest. Sometimes it doesn't excite me as much as I wanted to. You know, like well, I, they're they're definitely turning a corner. I would say with the amount of homegrown talent they have now. I, I would agree with that. Yes, like like to get to this point. AJ McKee, Aaron Pico, etc. These guys are yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, exactly. but I still I still I still wonder about Bellator's future, Tom. I still do. You know, I still wonder about how much money they spend on some of their top fighters and like the ratings yeah. are horrible, Tom. You've seen the ratings yourself. Like they're not good. So. I'm not shitting on Bellator because I still watch it, guys, but I'm just saying, like, I think PFL is personally a little more exciting right now. And let's just quickly talk about PFL, Tom, PFL 6. Um, mm-hmm. We'll get these comments quickly from Jose and from Bornigan. Jose says, I bet they don't want Lewis to fight in a fight, meaning this is not inter-tile fights. So get fighters increase in pay. That is true. Good, good point. More money. That's, as long as the fighters make more money, I'm happy. 
UFC needs a big fight with 265. Francis refused to fight Lewis, who already beat him. That's true, too. But he's not refusing. It's just that he's not ready to go, I don't think, in August. They needed a main event. The card's in Houston. Lewis was going to headline the card, so I get it. All right, quickly, Tom, let's go through the PFL card. Just a few let's fights we'll talk about. Kayla Harrison, I mean, Tom, can they find anyone to even be competitive with her at this point? She just destroyed Cindy Dandelion. I, I can't I mean, see anyone. And that, I mean, was anyone surprised by that outcome? I mean, Kayla knew it herself. She said she didn't feel super good about that fight heading into it because she knows she was going to whoop her ass. Um, I think Larissa's the only girl on the roster who can challenge Kayla at this point. Kayla's already beat her, what, twice? You know, it's, uh, I mean, she's just going to keep recycling the same opponents. Big fish, small pond. They need to find, you know, some some good lightweight women for her to fight. But, uh, yeah, I mean, easier said than done, right? I agree with that. Um, Anthony Pest lost again. I got to be honest, I did see this one coming. I didn't see it coming as Pollard, but once he lost to Collard, I was like, I think this Manfield guy could beat him and wins a splitter or something. So, Pettis, yeah. man. Didn't make the playoffs, I, looked terrible in PFL. What do you think next for this guy? I actually kind of thought Clay Collard might beat him because he's you know, he's bigger um, and he's slick, man. He's really good. I just kind of thought he had – Pettis has always struggled against guys who can really apply pressure effectively, and, and Collard can do that. So I wasn't uh, – you know, I wouldn't have – I don't think I publicly picked Collard in that fight, but I – you know, it didn't shock me. And then uh, this fight last weekend, I mean, at this point, I just – you can't count on Pettis to, to win – anymore unfortunately he's he's an amazing fighter and has an incredible legacy but at this stage he's as hot and cold as they get right i agree if you, i don't know if you see the chat but there's a bunch of, bunch of spam in there right now so i'm gonna have to end the podcast early unfortunately guys it's just yeah, that's so, good. someone's spamming it i don't know who this guy is he's just being an idiot so anyways i appreciate anyone who actually asked a good question but someone i don't know if you can see tom but someone's really spamming it up but i will get this last comment I can't from, see it yeah. from jose I, I i think i blocked the guy there see this guy this is stupid this is so guys what are you doing seriously we do a Good free podcast for you guys, and you're all here trolling. Go away. PFL cards deliver almost all the time. Do the importance of the finishes. I agree with that too. That's true because you need to like like the Lance Palmer fight, um, for instance, Tom. Like he needed to finish, and you saw him kind of going for it, but he just couldn't get it done. It was kind of weird. Anyways, we're in the podcast, guys. I really appreciate everyone who tuned in. Tom, thanks so much, man, for joining me. It was so much fun, Tom. I really appreciate it. Love to get you back on, man. Always appreciate you, uh, Tom. You know you're a good friend of mine, man, and love having you on the podcast. Please, Tom, tell everyone they can find you, man. you got some interviews coming up. Go ahead. Plug your stuff, bro. Yeah, I mean, uh, Twitter is this uh, handle right here at the bottom of the screen, wherever it is, uh, Tom Taylor MMA. Uh, it's Tom Taylor Writes on Facebook. Um, yeah, and you can find my work on Bleacher Report, Maxim, South China Morning Post, all kinds of other places here and there. Um, but, yeah, uh, mainly Bleacher Report these days. And anything I write, you'll find on my Twitter account. Awesome, Tom. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it. You guys can find me on Twitter at Martin. Got the little check mark. Hopefully Tom gets it. He deserves it. You should get it. Um, yeah, I'm still can... waiting, man. Dude, you just, I mean, you'll probably get it. I don't see why you wouldn't. Say, you yeah. were for yeah. freaking Maxim. Like, that's bigger than BJ Penn, I would say. So, <laughs> we'll see, man. And, and you've been covering the sport forever. You deserve it. But at the same time, Tom, at the, it's not a huge deal either way. I told you, I waited five years to get mine. Like, I got right. denied right. five years ago. So, if you do get denied, don't take it personally. I know a lot of people are really upset about getting denied. And I totally get it because I felt the same way when it happened to me. But mm-hmm. seriously, guys, try again. Just try again. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's not. It's nothing that you can control. That's always tell people. If you can't control it, don't worry about it. You know what I mean, Tom? So, yeah. Anyways. Wise words. Exactly. So follow me on Twitter, at Martin Podcast, mbaosbreaker.com. I'm going to be here tomorrow with Mr. Cole Sheldon. Cole's going to join me tomorrow, guys, 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk about. We'll probably talk about Gone and, and, and Lewis. We'll talk about some other fights. There are no fights this weekend. I don't believe anything big that I can think of. So, there's really no preview per se tomorrow, but we'll be here tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. I'm supposed to do a podcast on Thursday too, guys, but it is Canada Day, so I'm not really sure what I'm going to do now. And again, there's no cards, so I might switch that uh, podcast up to another day, so I'll let you guys know about that. I might do it Friday instead. 
um, just so I can get the the, uh, the afternoon talk off time. I, you know how it is, Tom BJ. It's an American sure company. Do, still got to work, so I'll be there during the day. But at four, when four o'clock hits, I do want to, uh, you know, that's beer clock, man. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> anyways, guys, I'll be back uh, tomorrow, four p.m. Eastern. Thanks again, Tom. Appreciate it, man. Peace out, everyone. My pleasure, man. Bye.